Welcome to episode 208 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And we're back uh, after a short, feels like a short week off, but um, I mean, from the last podcast, but a lot has happened, obviously. Yes, eventful week. Very eventful week. Uh, let's start with the men's championship. Um, UConn and San Diego State. Uh, who did you have going in this game? UConn. UConn. I did too. I did too. I didn't doubt. Um, I didn't doubt UConn after they beat Gonzaga. I I figured they'd beat whoever the rest of the way. They've been playing really, 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 really good. I mean, I I wasn't surprised at all how good they played in the championship, but um, I thought it would be more competitive. I will say that, but it really wasn't competitive at all. Yeah, I kept thinking somebody would challenge them physically, mm-hmm. and nobody could. Yeah, nobody. They, their team was so versatile top to bottom. Like, everyone on the team played a bunch of positions. Yeah. Um, uh, their big man, uh, Sunoko, I want to say, he's just like a dominant, one of the most dominant big men in college basketball this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they they were just good team, man. Everyone on their team is good too. It's it's not yeah. like they have some guys that are good, some guys that eh, you know they had just no, made the team. Which it's funny because like they had an inconsistent year. Yeah, they did. But you look at them, they had no flaw in the tournament. You know, yeah. they shoot you out the gym, they defend to till it's a blowout. Whatever Athletic. however they took to win the game, it was easy. Yeah, they they score on like every fast break oh, opportunity man. they had. Yeah. Um, they're great finishers. They they just looked good, man. Just they were just the better team, you know. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State had some great moments throughout the tournament. Um, huge shots for Butler all year. Uh, he and he played good in the championship game, but it just you know they just got beat by a better team, more stat team. Yeah, they're just too good. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll be a, a clear cut favorite next year, which because I didn't really see too many guys that they're gonna lose. Right, and it, it's crazy. I don't remember how many times they said it, but a team going from not even ranked in the preseason of one year to being the favorite the next year and winning the championship, it just doesn't happen often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, congrats to UConn. You know. Great ride, great um, tournament. Um, they beat a lot of good teams, uh, but you know they were a little underrated coming in. They did, they were inconsistent, but they had some runs of games and they beat some really good yeah. teams throughout the season. But um, you know, I feel bad. I feel like they're not in history. They're not going to get the like the respect for the run, yeah, because it does look like they played lower seeded teams. They didn't really play yeah. any of the top seeds, which is more. More of a knock on the top seeds to me than than you know who they ended up playing. It is it absolutely is yeah, yeah. And UConn has had just some amazing, amazing championship runs. Yeah. Some of the best. Oh yeah. Uh, most exciting championship runs ever. So uh, yeah. this adds to their resume of those. Um. Anything else about them? About that? No, Final I mean four games were good though too. Yeah. As far as UConn, though, like maybe the team doesn't get the praise, but I think the the school as a basketball program 
is starting to get like the widespread recognition. Yeah. yeah. Like Villanova got it kind of after the, the second one mm-hmm. with Jay Wright. But like, yeah. again, like you said, UConn has had some of the coolest, most awesome runs in like tournament history. You know, I think this one is the first one that they won without having like a superhero on the team. So I think it gives them a little more respect because those other ones, you could just say, yeah, like Rip Hamilton won that first one, like yeah. averaging like 24 points a game. Uh, you know, Kimba's obviously it was Kimba. It didn't oh, yeah. really. He could have played on any team. Kimba was winning the championship that yeah. year, regardless. Shabazz, Shabazz had like a teeny bit of help, but it was yeah. very minimal. Shabazz and Boatwright, that was it, basically. Yeah. And uh, I hated Boatwright because he was so inconsistent. He was, yeah, yeah. He was a dog, though. <laughs> he was. Uh, um, and then the Ben Gordon, Charlie Vill- Villanueva, oh, yeah. Marcus Williams team was just stacked. They were just super stacked of college players. Um, Okafor, too. Uh, yeah, they had a squad, but a lot of times it's been a hero that has taken them all the way. And I think a lot of times they get they overshadow the program. But in this yeah. in this case, it's like none of these guys are really, you know, I know. you know, they none of these maybe none of these guys play in the league, honestly, possibly. Yeah, I didn't see anybody who's going to have, like, a crazy impact. I mean, again, guys get better, obviously, but this was just a full, full team, full school win. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. um, The Women's Championship is one that has caused a lot of drama online. Uh, (laughs) I mean, the game didn't cause that much drama. (laughs) No, it didn't. Um, I... I had LSU winning. Uh, like I thought they were going to win easily, but I understand why Iowa was the favorite. Caitlin Clark just, you know, ripped through the whole yeah. country this year. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, it got a lot of press this year, but her averages are basically the same they've been for like the last three years. Like since her freshman year, she's been doing the exact same thing. She yeah. just came in second National Player of the Year the last two years. So, um, this year, she just, you know, happened to get it because the team was better as well. I mean, she blew up when the uh, she went 40 and like 10 in the Elite Eight. Yeah. And then in the yep. final four, did like the same thing practically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think she had a triple double oh, in the Elite man. Eight. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was just eating. And it was, it, again, yeah. it looks so easy. It It is easy for her most of the time. But but I but, also actually thought LSU would win the final. LSU is solid, like really good team. Yeah, and it looked hard for her in in that game. I mean, they played really good defense on her, even though she hit a bunch of threes. That's really the only field goals she made were like thirty footers. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I think she made one other one two pointer. Um, but yeah. LSU played really good defense on her. They came correct they shot great whole team played well angel reese played great it was just uh jasmine carson came off the bench and had like 20 points in the first half 21 in the first half which was crazy um it, it was exciting man it was a good moment for women's college of basketball one of the best championship games i've seen in a while too for them yeah so and it helped uh, uh the final four iowa played like really suspect defense 
Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked out for them. I, I just I didn't think it would work against LSU, and it showed. Yeah, it showed with the firepower they had just in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and LSU has more individual talent than um, like they use their individual talent more than South Carolina. South Carolina might be more talented, who Iowa beat, but. They don't do a lot of like one-on-one stuff. They don't. They yeah. play really into the sets. They use like the same two players most of the time to score. And they just um, miss shots. Like at the end of the day, did. LSU didn't. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, so fantastic game. And man, when it comes to the trash talk, the showboat, and it, if you if you get if you give it out, you know how to take it back, and that's it. You know, the trash talk. The trash talk was so insignificant too. Like, it, it, it was, was no like the deal. Most basic. Like, I got a dub. It, it was nothing hostile. Nothing like. Oh. It's so. It, it was so bizarre that it even became a controversy. I know, uh, it, and, and then a major know, one. The first lady, which uh, the situation that did bother me was the first lady. Uh. The situation that did bother me was the first lady asking the the team that lost. Yeah, that was so bad, so bad. And it's I don't I don't want to explain why or suggest as to why people know people aren't stupid. Yeah, like come on, like read the room. Yeah, she wanted a team. She wanted to to come too. And like honestly, honestly, like. If she framed it like, man, Caitlin Clark was incredible. You know, I, I would love to maybe her team to come out, make make it more of like the fact that you were so impressed by Caitlin Clark. Or say, I, I'd like to take a trip to Iowa and meet those girls. Exactly. You don't get to go to the White House. Exactly. You can go talk to them wherever you want to talk to them, take them to Denny's or whatever you want to do. <laughs> But you, they can't come to the White House. It's not the not an option. And leave it to Caitlin Clark to be the go and the 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 morally like responsible person. Runner ups don't belong in the White House. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, first lady doesn't leader. know that apparently. Yeah. If the roles were reversed, first of all, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't even invite LSU. Hell. But no. if she did, if she did. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have taken it. I know. That's why. Right that's, away. And that's why uh, Reese being so upset about it and not really like taking her apology. I'm. I'm completely with her on that. Yeah. Like you sure. said, what you said. You know, you clearly you're taking it back because of the response, not because you didn't want to say it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So overshadowed a, a great uh, tournament for women's college basketball. Fantastic one, a, a um, transitional one because after this, I think they're going to get a lot more regular viewers. Next year is going to be um, really exciting for them because yeah. really, even in this game, there was like like four seniors. Like there's a there's a lot of people coming back even just from that game. So, and you know what's um, funny is you think about it with NAI NIL money mm-hmm. now you can make good money in college, especially if you're a popular player. Yeah. But with the WNBA, you know, obviously paying much worse, I feel like 
like especially good college basketball players and women are going to stay. Yeah, I mean, they, very, very few of them have went early. And I think that they're, I think that they have to stay for at least. Oh, at least okay. Two I years. didn't even know that. For at least two years. But I mean, more of them are going to stay at bigger schools too, which is, yeah. which is another thing that um, is going to make it interesting. They're going to have, uh, they're going to go to schools with the most exposure that are um, the most successful schools because yeah. it, it raises the NIL. Yeah. Like I know UCLA and Arizona are getting um, chosen a lot from the all Americans now because I mean, UCLA is, you know, LA, all of the endorsements course. you can get from there and all there, the endorsements you can get from yeah. Um, Arizona. Yeah. And they're like a pow- like a basketball powerhouse, even though it's from the past. Yeah. Like, to be honest with you, currently UConn is more of a basketball powerhouse than UCLA is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but but UCLA still maintains that elite reputation. Yeah. It's, yeah. They have. They're just nice, man. Jordan makes the jerseys. Right. You know the the right. colors are still beautiful. Yeah, that light blue and yellow is just. I mean, gold. I should say is just. They still have, just have a nice, classy thing going on. Um, the ex players always come back to UCLA. Uh, so their games yeah, are they, normally like uh, Pac twelve games are normally boring, but their fans mm-hmm. show out every time. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah, the West Coast just doesn't have that many rivalries. They don't have that many. Um... That, that's probably the biggest reason I, I'm bored by a lot of the games, like individually. Yeah, if it's uh, not USC versus UCLA, it's just everything it's else just is just basic. It's just the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, great tournament, both sides. Um, women's women's game is fantastic. Men's game, eh. But congratulations to UConn and LSU. Have fun at the White House if you choose to go. <laughs> uh, um, all right, moving on to the NBA. Um, yes. Coming down to that Phoenix. final uh, zero, zero hour. Coming down yeah, to the end. Plus three more games. Some teams have two more games, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with Phoenix. Phoenix is um, finally at full strength. Finally at full strength, and they look fantastic. Mm-hmm. They look like um, the team that everyone was hoping them to be. With Durant, you think? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be more. I still, I don't know why they don't pass eight in the ball. Like I just. I don't know. I don't get it. And they, because of that, they become similar to what I criticize a lot of teams for is just is so many jump shots. Yeah. So little free throws. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and again, you have two of the best mid-range players in the league. <laughs> Maybe ever. Right. So it covers the, the lack of spacing. Mm-hmm. But they really haven't looked that explosive to me as a team. Um, I agree. They haven't looked that explosive to me either. Um, 
I think they've beaten a lot of teams that they probably were going to beat, like should beat anyway. I mean, they, have they played a close wrestling. game with KD yet? I think they I'm had one say. close game, but the I mean, last time I remember them having a close game was the the Dallas Luca misses the chippy, mm-hmm. and Durant wasn't there, right? Yeah. Durant had like either just gotten there or he got hurt that warmups maybe. Yeah, he either got hurt that warmups or maybe the... like a game before or after. I don't even remember. Golden State warmups maybe because he hasn't played Golden State either, and Golden mm. St- Golden State beat him that game. Um, no, they haven't had a close one that he that they uh, that he's played in. I so mean, that to me, Minnesota like... was a seven point game. Denver was a seven point game. But to me, like that's where I really want to see them is how they get shots down the stretch when mm-hmm. obviously the game is tight. It's possession for possession. And I got to be honest, I already see the blueprint for how to stop this team. Mm-hmm. And it's feed Chris what Paul. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. To me, to me, the clear cut blueprint, and I've seen it a little. But again, mm-hmm. KD and Booker, like even when your spacing sucks, they they save a lot of possessions. Yeah, but to me, and this is where the fact that they don't feed Aiton becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at their box scores. You watch them play. CP, whether he's playing well or not, is the clear cut third option. Yeah, and, and it's with it's with how much he has the ball. It's with how much offense he's he dictates. And my least favorite, it's with the shot attempts. Yep. Like, I really don't understand why it would make sense now with D-Book and, and KD out there for Chris Paul to take more shots than Aiton all the time. Yeah. And yet, yeah. that's still the case. And Chris Paul is going to have the tougher matchups, like, Yes. For the whole Western Conference, um, so she he's going to have to play defense as well. And Aiton is usually the one, especially in the West right now, is really mostly just token big men. He's the one who should have the most mismatches. CP really rarely has a mismatch for him to be able to like take over, take shots, be the third option. Aiton is the guy who can exploit, um, exploit the loonies, the uh, who's the big that comes off the bench for the Kings? Holmes, exploit yeah. guys like that. You know, Thomas Bryant. Like he, he's gonna have mismatches throughout the playoffs. And the problem is, I don't trust them to take advantage. They won't. They won't. They haven't since they've had Aiden. So and and what's they, gonna they happen start. is they're gonna devolve into another like KD show. Where mm-hmm. we're forced, nobody, if Booker has a bad shooting night, he's going to be hidden in the fucking opposite corner. Yep. And we're just force feeding KD the ball all day. Right. And people think that looks good, but it yeah. hasn't worked his whole career. But, but like, what's really scary is Phoenix is going to have a challenge in round one. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's is. been talking about it from the other perspective of like, I don't know if the playing teams really want to move up too hard because they might play Phoenix in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm Phoenix, 
I don't want to play Golden State in round one. Nope. I don't want to play the Lakers in round one. Maybe the Clippers, I'll be all right. But that means I got to deal with Kawhi. And I know KD's not taking that matchup for the whole series. I don't want to play the Clippers in the first round. Who are we putting on? Who are we? If I'm Monty Williams, who am I putting on Kawhi? Okogi? Nope. Tory Craig? Maybe Tory Craig from his glory days back in the bubble strapping Paul George. The problem is, the problem is whoever you're putting on Kawhi can't guard Paul George. So either way is going to be a disaster. Well, I don't want to give the Clippers enough like benefit that PG will be back for sure. Yeah. But to me, even even looking at them without, well, Kawhi has been pretty healthy. So I'm anticipating, you know, he'll, his minutes will be fine, especially going one game at a time. Yeah. I mean, right. It it is, it is a reach (laughs) by me. I'll, I'll admit. Yeah. Uh, But again, I'll, I'll take that and admit that PG, if they're going to be safe, probably doesn't play in round one. Right. But again, KD, any of those teams we just mentioned, KD has to guard. Yeah, he does. And I know he doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So to me, like, I, I fall back. I, I don't understand why Aiton is not the second or third best player on this team. Yeah, and also there's a problem with – the Clippers have this problem. Um, the Bulls have this problem. When your two best players like do the exact same thing, and I'm not saying Durant and Booker are the same player, but when they score from the same spots, that means only one of them can score at a time. Yes. Like if Booker scores from the elbow and and KD scores from the elbow, only one of them can be at the elbow per possession. Yes. So um, if you're rolling with one of them, that means the other one will probably be taken completely out of the game. Um, So... That makes it even like crazier to me that Aiton isn't a big deal for them because he's never in anybody's way for them ever. He's just there, like waiting to get the ball. And he's such a and nice he's, guy. He's, a, he's such a nice guy. Like, like guy. he'll have the smallest guard possible on the court checking him. He'll raise his hand, ask for the ball, not fucking get it, and just clear, space out. Mm hmm. Like, yo, look down, which is, again, CP, when he gets a big on him, oh, we're dribbling the clock out. Yeah. We're we're trying to get the highlight in, like, but you know Aiden, what move is coming every time. But with Aiden, like, it, it, we know it's easy. We know mm-hmm. he'll either get a good shot or he'll draw some defense and get somebody else a good shot. Mm-hmm. And yet everything is on the perimeter. Yeah. So I I wor- I just worry about the fact that they haven't played a ton with KD. Mm-hmm. The fact that they throw these guys out there to pretend like they have depth, they don't. Mm-hmm. Like just because you put bodies on the court to feed Durant or Booker doesn't mean you have depth. Like right. and Monty, you're not even really trying to have depth, especially going into the playoffs. Which like doing that in the regular season is cool, but no, nah, like. The guys he plays right now, he's not going to play in the playoffs at all. I mean, the the two hottest teams going into the playoffs in the West, probably Memphis and Sacramento, are two of the deeper teams in the league. Yep. I mean, they destroy you just with their depth. Yep. And you're going to, what, outshoot them with Durant? 
Yeah, Duran just, Booker I, just going to jack. I don't trust the blueprint. Yeah. And I think Monty, I, if, if they disappoint, Monty's gone. You think so? Why wouldn't he be? I think he'll get a full year with Durant. That's the only that's my Why only, do you need a full uh, year with Durant? No, I'm saying I think he would. I think they'll give him a full year of Durant. Yeah, I don't think he but, needs one, but I think he'll get one. You're right. I mean, you're probably right, but I just with how he butchered the Aiton relationship, which seems like the team picked him over Aiton. Yeah. Again, with how little they feed him, with how de- dejected he looks in their in their huddles. It's funny, they could have just traded Aiton for Durant in the first place, but instead they wanted Aiton and Durant just for them to not give Aiton the ball, which is nuts. It's it's just ludicrous. And and Monty, I keep falling back, I keep looking at this team, pretend like they do things well. Mm-hmm. They pretend like they're an, as explosive as like Golden State. No, they're not. No, they're not. They, pr- they pretend that they could defend at like at Memphis's level. No, they can't. No. So and, uh, people pretend like Monty is good at like using the roster. The roster was absolutely fantastic like well, the last two years. I haven't seen Terrence Ross get a good shot yet. Me either. And, he, and he's so easy to get good Bro, shots. Bro, I was so we've easy. been praying for him to get out of Orlando for years because he didn't take easy shots there. I didn't he think he'd go a contender team. and take more difficult shots. Right. Uh Damian Lee is a you know championship. He has rings and for some reason he's like unusable now. Like he was a main rotation piece when the season started and was playing well, hit yeah. big shots for them, uh played down the stretch, and now like he's just fallen out of the rotation and really no one has replaced him, which is weird. I guess Terrence Ross, but bro, other than know. Tory Craig, nobody in their depth has played well. Nobody. Wainwright had like a week of good play. He's been trash ever since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okogi, yeah. Okogi cannot start. I can tell you that now. He just can't. TJ Warren has not played. He hasn't even really taken a shot for them. TJ Warren like he comes looks, in, he gets one shot off and is done yeah, for the he night. He looks like a complete shell of himself, which I'm, I get it. So, you know, I can't be mad at him because he missed like three years with an ankle. He had good moments in Brooklyn, though, this year. Good moments. That's I mean, why That's why this Durant trade, if, if they have a disappointing playoff run, yeah. Phoenix is going to look inept as an organization. I, I mean, I, obviously Durant is a lot better than Gobert. But if they don't, like, if they don't come out next year as, like, the clear-cut best team in the league, regardless of what happens this year, win or lose, if next year, first 30 games – they don't have like 22 wins at least. The trade was a failure. Failure. It was a terrible trade. 100%. Absolutely terrible trade. 100%. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, and I hope I hope some of the guys they have, like really, I hope all the guys off the bench go somewhere else. I hope, I hope nobody in the shot. West ducks them. Yeah, me too. Like I hope the Lakers, I hope the Lakers seek playing them, which they probably don't, but I mean, the Lakers' main priority is to rest and not be in the plan just because they're old as shit. Yeah. Uh, but still, I just I, – I don't think LeBron would be ducking the KD smoke. 
that would actually be my favorite, my favorite possible matchup for the first round. Yeah, would be sure. Lakers and Lakers and Suns would be fantastic. Would be a guaranteed seven. Yeah, I might take the Lakers in that too. To be honest, I think I, I, think I would too. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, moving on. Where do you want to move on to? You want to talk about the Lakers? Um. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> they got some nice wins. Uh, Very they're, nice they're wins. Battling to to get out of that play in. This this push has been some of the best basketball they've played like in three years. Listen, I, I'll a, a, acknowledge right now. I don't know if it'll translate like consistently in the playoffs. Deloading yeah. was a, a flawless pickup. <laughs> He's great, man. Him He's spamming great. him like, and normally I criticize guards for this. But him, you like, criticize him for force, it. Him forcing Anthony Davis to pick and roll constantly. Yeah, it like it makes the Lakers so much more dominant inside. It does because it a does. when you could already see when AD is just like tuned into being a dominant big. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's unstoppable. But when the guards yeah. and LeBron are like encouraging him even more to play inside out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, then the Lakers start looking tough as a unit. And and um, deloading he he just finds guys in like the best spots off the pick and roll. For some reason, just like everybody looks open to him, and yeah. he he draws and kicks so well from that. He can score from it. He's just he's really smooth. And then when he's when he's out, um, like that's Schroeder's game as well. Like Dennis Schroeder comes in and does the exact same thing. He doesn't score as well as um, D'Angelo, not as big, but he has his pick and roll game because like they've done it so much with Russell doing it with Schroeder. It yeah. it just is flawless. It's a seamless uh, transition. Yeah, man. I mean, their it guard is. rotation looks so good now. Yeah, it does. Looks it does. so good, bro. They the the Minnesota game, they put uh, Schroeder in pretty late in the second half. And he mm-hmm. was just making plays everywhere. So they just leave him out there for most of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it and was like fine. the perfect decision. And then other games, deloading has no problem playing the, the clutch minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. LeBron seems to trust Austin Reeves more than he trusts, like, more than he trusted D. Wade back in the day. <laughs> I mean, LeBron, I've never seen LeBron like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you take the one, I'll just play, like, I'll move and, and do other stuff. For yeah. Austin Reeves, of all people. He couldn't do that for Russ at all. But mm-hmm. for, for Austin Reeves, he's locked in. Yeah. And and Austin Reeves has done such a good job yeah, only yeah. taking good shots. Like, there's no, probably no one else on the team that literally only takes good shots other than Austin Reeves. I mean, and they put uh, Beasley in to, to get him up, which I love. It's like, if you're not putting him in to get him up, why would you put him in in the first place? Yeah. So they yeah. just like Darwin Ham has a good feel for all these players. Finally, and I mean, uh, with, with Pat Bev, you know I can't blame him. Pat Bev just sucks. Yeah, I mean even the guy, even the other guys he had, it just I think he Russ. he got a little too much of Lonnie Walker. Yeah. Um, you know, 
Rui, he still has a hard time trying to figure out like how much to use him because when he uses him a lot, he plays fantastic. Uh, when he doesn't use him at all, yeah, like he's not, he's not a come in with five minutes, only five minutes, and like play good kind of guy. Rui needs the feel, needs to you know yeah. get in the tempo and get the mismatches. But Troy Brown Jr., I don't know how he's figured out how to use him well too. It it's great, yeah. Nah, man, they, they look they look cohesive. They compete. Every time they start struggling, they elevate their defense, which is like the a key mark of a good basketball team. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I mean, they they got all the two. I still think their health is as fragile as you know any roster in the league day to day. But at full strength, they look terrifying. They do. They absolutely do. Because yeah. they look like they're gonna just just bully you for seven games. And and he has a great mix now. Um and I mean I don't know if this is him or just the uh the front office, but the mix of guys who will go out there and just play really hard defense and not expect to ever touch the ball on offense. They have like a great mix of those guys now with yes. the stars. Yeah. Winnie and Gabriel. Shout out to him because I've always I've always liked him, even though I know he's not like he doesn't deserve 30 minutes a game. But I've always liked how hard he, try, he plays. He tries hard, yeah. He tries really hard. Um even back where was he at? Uh Portland when they had him guarding AD, I think in the bubble. Mm-hmm. He tried so hard. He played really good defense was on AD. Torched, but he tried. He tried really hard, yeah. And I mean now he gets like a solid 16, 17 minutes a night. Yeah. And um he's one of those guys from Jared Vanderbilt. We we don't even have to mention, man. Someone who just goes out there and like leaves it all on the floor. He's, every he's like night. it's like when he was young, like he used to get uh like if you left the court and you're not sweating, that means you didn't work hard. Mm-hmm. Like he he if he gets subbed out and he's not drenched, like he didn't yeah. do enough out there. <laughs> Right, if he if he's not short of breath, like yeah. gasping for air, he 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 didn't do enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you know Rui is kind of that guy too. Rui, he could have ten shots one night, zero shots the next night, and it doesn't affect how hard he plays on the other uh, in the other parts of the game. How hard he screens, how hard he plays defense, um, because you know Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to take plays off. Like no one else takes plays off though, which is great. Yeah. Which is great. Yep. Um, shout out to them, man. Like you said, they are terrifying. I would not want to play them, but I do want to watch them. I do want to watch them in the first round. I I hope they uh I hope they do get that sixth spot. So because AD AD if I don't know about if the Lakers have earned it, but AD has earned it. Yeah, he has. Yeah. He's been just a rebounding just machine inside machine, and I love it. He and he probably had the best stretch of games in the entire league before he got hurt. Yeah, he's had two stretches like this closing stretch and that month. I think it was either before or after the new year. Uh, I think it was right before. He was just yeah, he was just on an insane tear. He was going crazy, yeah. But but we've been uh positive with the Lakers. I want to talk about a team that's right below them in the standings that they just beat. Yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves. We were positive about them last week, right? 
and they had two awful losses since. Yeah, they did. Now, the Lake, I can forgive the fact that you lost to the Lakers. I can't mm-hmm. forgive how. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, okay, okay, you blew a second half. You were soft, you know, top to bottom, other than Kyle Anderson. That's disturbing, but okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. You lose to Portland with who, who was the one starter they still had? Um, Thibel, I think. With Thibel as their only like guy who actually starts. Yeah. I wouldn't even have he, known they lost if it wasn't a historic upset. And Thibel didn't even play good, which is the craziest thing. Look, credit to Sharp. He's had a great like closing month. Uh, yeah. Similar to McCollum did this his first or second year. Simons has Simons. done this. So, yeah. you know, it's a good step for next year with him. But mm-hmm. Por- Portland, like, gave up the year and has has been more competitive. But that's not an excuse. Like, you're yeah. battling for a spot. You're still – there's still a, a – well, now there's not. But at that point, there was still an opportunity for you to miss the play-in and you lose to Portland? Yep. Dude. Kevin Knox gave him 19. Sick. I mean, Eight for 15 from the floor. And I, I watched the Laker game start to finish because, I mean, the first half was everything we were positive about. Mm-hmm. I mean, Conley looks like a good fit. Um, Okay, Anthony Edwards wasn't playing well, but Cat was aggressive. McDaniels was doing great things on both ends. Uh, yep. Subs were coming in and being aggressive. Mm-hmm. And in the second half, Mike Conley was their best player. Mm-hmm. Like it's not good. That is not that's good not at good, all. By the way. For, for people who are confused about that, it's not good. Mike Conley, who is like, like I mean, who was washed up a year ago? Yeah. So, and I'm not like he's a good fit for them. I think he'll help them a lot in in the plan or playoffs if they get there. But mm-hmm. you gotta have some momentum going into the plan. Mm-hmm. And Cat has been awful as a leader for this team. Yeah, yes. Bro, you cannot let Anthony Edwards score like five one night and get 35 the next. And you mm-hmm. lose you lose the game. He has 35 too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. I mean, Anthony AD in the Laker game hurts his ankle. A guy notoriously known for being injury prone hurts his ankle, is limping the rest of the way, and he dominated Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. He dominated Gobert, I mean, up until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. No resistance inside in any way. And no challenging him on defense. Like, Carl Anthony Towns didn't go at him enough to make just him this, work on defense, really. These right here. That's all he wants to do. Seven threes. Dude, Seven. stop. He shot as many threes as Anthony Edwards. That tells you right there how disgusting that loss was. Mm-hmm. I mean, but again, 
The Lakers are a good team. There's a lot of reasons you could lose to them, and I'll be fine. I'm not even – I'm not – I don't have a problem with uh, Anthony Edwards not playing well. I have right. a problem that he didn't give a fuck the entire second half that he didn't play well. Right. And that's the that's a, the leadership part. Cat, bro, Cat was crying. I think you were watching something else. But at one point, Cat was upset that Mike Conley was taking shots. When Conley was the only great. one scoring. Yeah, I mean, he led them in scoring that night. And you're mad at him for shooting the ball? He's picking up your slack. Mm-hmm. I, again, I thought he'd learned from last year. I thought he'd learned from another playoff run. I initially thought he'd maybe learn from the Jimmy Butler playoff run. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's just a top-of-the-key, like, spammer. Yeah. He plays, he, honestly, he's like an uglier version of Vucevic. Mm-hmm. It's it's so bad, man. And Minnesota is much, much more dangerous to me in their conference than Chicago is. Yeah, they are. Or at least should be. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing with them is you just can't get any consistency out of the other guys. I mean, they really can't get any consistency out of anybody. Anyone. Exactly. Yeah, but if you can't get it out of your your main stars, you have to get it out of somebody else, and they can't. Torian Prince was minus 22 in that Lakers game. Minus 22 off oh, the they're, bench? And they're like, they're sprinting him off the line, and he's sidestepping to still shoot the ball. He shot seven threes as well. They had three players shoot seven threes in this game. And two other players shot six. That's crazy. They're not the Warriors. Why are they taking so many threes? Thank you. Yeah. That's 33 threes just from four guys. To your point, if consistency is only like the biggest thing I need, Conley is a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. If if Kat and and Anthony Edwards are going to play like this, then it, then I completely understand why deloading was a fucking mess. Yeah. Because how are you supposed to be consistent as a guard when, when your star players are, like, not even locked in all the time? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really disappointing because, again, we were really positive about them last week. I thought, I thought of all the playing teams, they would walk in with the most momentum – they seem like the most dangerous and now they're mm-hmm. limping. They're going to be limping in there. Yeah. I don't I haven't even seen if Gobert's knee injury was serious or not. Right. And uh, Naz Reed, we're not sure if they're even going to get them, get him back. Right. right. Austin Rivers would be nice to get back as well. Oh, they, um, like Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson looks like a hall of famer playing with them, to be honest. He does, yeah. It's it's really and it's just because he's like a high Q player, and you could tell that nobody else is real like Conley is, but he's not as good. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is just not on the same like basketball IQ level. Right. It's disappointing. Yeah. It is disappointing. And I do like their team and I like what they've what they've got going at some yes. point, but it's just hard to root for a team that's so inconsistent, man. Trade Jonathan Towns 
in in that Portland game played twenty five minutes and took three shots. Like, That's because he have. How can you show your face in the locker room after that? He should just go out home and just walk right out. The I mean, arena. it's a must win game. Like th- these are all yeah. essentially playoff games. <laughs> yeah. Bro, in the in the in the Laker game, like uh AD is starting to feast. We're early in the fourth quarter. The lead, you've officially blown the lead. Like now we gotta lock in and execute. And he hacks AD back to back. Way out from like not even near the basket. Yeah. And then Gobert does the same shit. And I'm, I'm I was just like disgusted. You're kidding. Yeah. So I uh, th- like where's the leadership? It doesn't exist for them. Yeah. <laughs> it really at doesn't. Po- at this point I'm asking for something that doesn't exist. Yeah. And Conley is like a a nice um he tries, but he's he's not that good. He's a floor general, but he's not necessarily like a team leader. I mean, Conley, what did he finish? He was the leading scorer. I think he had like 22, something like that. 25. 25. Bro, he had like 14 in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So think about that. And I told you he was the only one scoring at one point in the second half. And he had like nine. Mm-hmm. It's just It was Bad. horrifying. Everybody's just chucking. Ch- Torian Prince is out there just shooting everything. Who are you? <laughs> He really disappoints me because I've been waiting for him to get healthy for like two years and like really do something for this team. He's healthy. And he's just not good. Yeah. No, I'm saying, but the last two years, he really hasn't been healthy. Yeah. And finally, he gets healthy only to just Try not play that well. Play like yeah. a shitty Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, is OKC... Does OKC have a chance to beat Minnesota in the playing tournament, you think? Yes. That would be crazy. To they... me, to me, you and if you make the play-in, you have a chance to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if maybe if the Lakers end up in the play-in, you know, they're they're kind of a lock. So whoever ends up playing them maybe loses, but yeah. Uh, as far as the other teams, the other teams are not significantly better than each other to for me to like pick them as a favorite. I gotcha. Yeah. Even if like Utah by some miracle climbs back in there. Pelicans. I mean, I I think Zion's uh, done for the season. Yeah. But the Pelicans, um, they could speaking be speaking of guys, speaking of guys who deserve to not be in the play in, Brandon Ingram deserves to be in the playoffs. Yeah, he should. He should be in the playoffs. He has just been carrying them. And I think if if they're they made it through a first round, Zion would come back. But they're not going to make it through a first round. But but they're they're a dangerous playing opponent because they're very um they're very like momentum driven. Like the team mm-hmm. will shock you and play well overall when you least expect it. They definitely can beat somebody in one or two games for sure. Exactly. And they just, they, they get after it, man. They're so competitive. They yeah. And on they top are. of that, Ingram has just been unstoppable. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't want to face them in the plan. If it does shake out to be how it is right now, it would be them versus the Lakers. I think that would be a great playing game. It's a good. That's a good first test for for the Lakers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even without Zion, but I'd love I'd love for the Pelicans to get one of those playing games in their building. I mean, if they lose, if seven eight loses, the loser of that has the home game, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because that New Orleans crowd might just might be just the push they need to win. Be their sixth man yeah. to get them there. I mean, if the Lakers lose, New Orleans may get that top spot. They may that get the home true. in the first game, if the, unless the Lakers keep winning. But I never know there. Yeah, I mean, I also would. I'm curious if Alvarado's. If what's his timeline? Is he back? I haven't really seen. Uh, I haven't caught them either. I'm not sure, but uh, they they need him back. I know that. Yeah, with him, with him, I would I would say they're a lot to to make a playoff spot. Yeah, they yeah he'd probably pr- propel them. Yeah. Um, he's still he is still out right now. Yeah. Okay. But to me, yeah, OKC is just as dangerous as any of the the other teams. I, I don't think mm-hmm. they're like a a fluke. I mean, at this point, you can't be right. Yeah, you can't be because you come in there. It's one game, like you said. What if SGA can't miss? They, of all the happen. teams, yeah, I was gonna say of all the teams that could really have one spectacular game, it probably is OKC to me. Yeah. Um, OKC so could easily win both fly. games. Yeah. I mean, next year they're going to be tough, man. If Chet is like even a quarter of how good that he's supposed to be, they're going to be super tough. Yeah. They really just need him on the court. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they just need a big even. Uh, So exciting stuff there. Uh, let's go back to the East real quick. Um, The <laughs> sixth spot. Miami and Brooklyn have been battling. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Brooklyn and Miami are battling for the sixth spot, regardless. Yeah. Um, I like how Brooklyn looks. I think Brooklyn will be a sneaky, competitive team for our first round. Brooklyn's gonna be that. Uh, they're gonna really like shock whoever they play in that first game. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they, they come may- out hot. <laughs> yeah. They're liable to blow any team out. They're liable to blow any team out. And I know that um, the top, at least Boston and Philly, were kind of like, have both said that they want to play Brooklyn in the first round. But I, I wouldn't want to see Brooklyn in the first round if I'm either of them. I mean, I don't think, I don't think Boston should have a problem with them. But I still wouldn't want to play them. I don't think it's going to be a, a sweep. The problem is you're discounting uh, the most dangerous playoff factor in these between these two teams. What's that? Nobody wants to see Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the league knows. Like we know how good he could be. I know damn well the Boston duo. I know Embiid, who's fucking played with him. Uh, yeah. I know they know how great he could be. So you're saying they'd rather play Brooklyn than Miami? What? Especially if I'm in bead, dude, I would I would 
annihilate Claxton for a series. Rather than having to play Bam. Yeah, where now I got to work yeah. on both ends, really. I mean, Claxton's not like a bum. I, I He got to get back and box out, but he's not Miami, the threat Bam is. Miami should beat Philly in the first round, to be honest. I'm way I'm way down I'm, on I'm Philly. I'm praying. I am praying for that matchup. <laughs> if that happens, Miami's getting Philly out of here. First round, it's over. It's I need absolutely it. over. So, so why are you so negative? Just off of yesterday, what was so surprising about yesterday with Philly? Um, it wasn't just off of yesterday. It the thing is is Philly for me. I hate that as soon as they look like they're trending up, they show you that it was a they're fluke. Not. They're not. Every, yeah, every trending up game is a fluke. So <laughs> You talk about AD had the, be- the two best stretches of the year. Philly yeah. has had like two stretches where I'm, I'm looking at them like, whoa, are they the best team in the league? And then I turn yeah. around a week later and I'm like, yo, they, they're struggling with San Antonio? Is that what I'm looking at? And and that's the thing. I never look at them as the best, you know, even possibly being the best team in the league. But I definitely look at them as being dangerous. But they went to the West and like lost every Western Conference game they've had like this this month. Um, and I'm saying this after a win, by the way. They beat Boston last night, but they didn't. No, no, no. Joel Embiid beat Boston yesterday. Okay, let's that's the let's establish that. Off the bat, and that's that's my problem. I just don't see. They just really can't get anything from anybody other than Embiid, and they can't count on anybody else. Um, there's no one that is like guaranteed to come out there and contribute, other than Embiid. And, and I refuse to believe they're all bums. They're not. They're definitely not all bums. And throughout the season, um, like a throughout a longer stretch of the season, you see. Guys will have like good months here and there, but it looks like they have more of a pick your poison kind of thing during the season. But when it comes to these individual games getting down towards the end, like it is right now, where they really need to win games, it's just it's just bizarre. Like, all right, Maxi had five fouls. Uh, this is this is last night. Maxi had five fouls, had five points in thirty nine minutes. Five points. Tobias, 35 minutes, five points. Those two guys getting 35 plus minutes and, you know, like together are only getting 10 points. And then you got guys like everyone else you played basically had zero. House had zero. Niang played 15 minutes, zero. D'Anthony Melton played 20 minutes, zero. Uh, Paul Reed gave you nine minutes, two points. Like, I I just there's just no team in the East right now. The East is really good. I don't see any team in the East that would have like this a similar contribution from the rest of their team. Even if even though they're starters, their superstar is not going to get 55, 52, or you know whatever MP does. They'll have so many more contributors against them. I just don't know how they would win a playoff series like that, where you have a bunch of guys out there just just out there not contributing to the points on the board and not really playing that great a defense. None of these guys are like elite defenders. PJ Tucker's a good defender, but Tobias, 
Maxi, Danthony Melton's an okay defender. Neing's not a good defender. House is an okay. Paul Reed's just okay. Like, we can't do that. You're not going to win like that. Dude, I, they have the worst coach going into the playoffs. In the East? Yeah. Or in I'll in take, the league, I'll take I'll take shitty Quinn Snyder who ha- doesn't even know all his players' full names yet. Yeah, over over kind of good too. Rivers, I mean, and and Doc of all people. Oh, Embiid locked up the MVP tonight, bro. He just Man. he made you look stupid. Yeah, he he basically just helped you guys survive. Uh, a game without the other team's second best player. I mean, I, I've it's, talked about it for multiple years, how Embiid, you, you don't manage his minutes correctly. He breaks down in the playoffs, even if he's out there. Yeah. To get outplayed by inferior comp. And yeah. the, the roster got so much better. It got as complete as it could get. And Embiid, think about it. Embiid was more of an MVP candidate this year than in other years. He had to do more with a better team. Harden had a better year than last year. And Embiid is more of an MVP candidate. Yeah. Which Harden, by the way, if you look at what he's been doing the last month, he's in full playoff mode. He's ready to let down, disappoint, not play well, (laughs) you know, shoot inefficiently. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody who's had good wigs has strapped him, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but he was decent yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. but Philly, like Doc, does nothing to to make this team creative, balanced, like a two way team. It's it's all Embiid. Yeah, and for Doc to flex like it's his, like he deserves credit for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, if Embiid gets hurt in round one, I will like I will literally fume on air calling for Doc's job. You know how Doc is coaching this team? Um, he's coaching them like when Byron Scott coached Kobe's last year. And like, it was just whatever Kobe wanted. Like if Kobe wanted to keep playing and just wanted to jack, Byron's like, all right, uh, you know, D'Angelo Russell, stay on the bench. Clarkson, stay on the bench. You know, Kobe, you got this. And just, it was just like the Kobe show every night. Yeah. That's how Philly looks like. But obviously Philly has a championship roster, so they're about as uh, good enough to be the third seed. And Lakers weren't even making the playoffs. But Philly is trying to make the playoffs and trying to be a contender playing that kind of ball. It's just like, NBA, you just do whatever you want and just, you know, hey, if anyone else wants to play, just let me know. And guys, go out there and don't do anything. And Harden leaves the league and assists and can't get – you know, more than five points from all the other starters. Like 15 combined Point points guard. from the starters. Point guard. Yeah. I mean, I am i don't really care about Harden getting others involved. I don't trust him to do that anyway. But the, mm-hmm. the two for fucking 12s with extensive turnovers. Like, James, yeah. we're not even in the playoffs yet. How are we already putting up those box scores? Teams aren't even really like dedicated to stopping him with Embiid wreaking havoc, and he's yeah. getting strapped. Yep. 
and this team is so they, they gotta be one of the slowest paced teams in the league. Yeah. Like, especially like when they start a half court possession, maybe they they run, especially when Embiid blocks shots, you know, they get up and down. But when they actually go into a play, there's so much walking, standing, staring, but the everything but moving the fucking ball they want to do. Yep, watching, a lot of watching. God, and it's like, again, with Phoenix, it's the same kind of thing where KD and Booker are so good, you could live off of that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with him, and beat is so fucking good. He'll beat Boston by himself. Yeah. But you really think Boston would have let him keep feasting when he got to 15, 30, 40 in the playoffs? I mean, I'm not sure Boston would have stopped him, but Boston they could have stopped everybody else. They would have left they would have left all those five and zero point guys you talked about wide fucking open. Yeah. And yeah, there'd be a wall, a wall in the paint. And my sure. problem is, and some you know, I'm sure yours, we can't trust those guys. No can't and to me to me i mean you ruined pj tucker who was great everywhere else everywhere else daniel house had potential everywhere else he looks like a fucking idiot here yeah i mean melton i was praising melton for playing great in spite of doc and doc found a way to ruin that too i don't know who he thinks melton is like he plays melton like he's jordan Poole or something that's not his game at all. He's not that great of a shooter. He's not a point guard either. But for some reason, that's all Doc ever uses him for. Like And Maxi, who was your second best player in the playoffs last year, it's like we can either completely trust him or not trust him at all. Bro, 39 minutes, I mean, 40 minutes and five points is disgusting. For Maxi. I don't care who you are. Matt, yeah. have you seen Maxi like turn down a shot? Because I I don't really see him doing that. No, two for eight. I mean, it took eight, eight shots in forty minutes is crazy. Why is he out there? Yeah, at least get ten. At least. I mean, I could go down the the other guys. Tobias, we. I mean, I'm done with him. Speaking of guys, I'm done with. Done. He's. He, I don't trust him at all. He's a bottom tier starter in my eyes. Who gets paid like a top tier starter? I mean, if I'm him, I don't know why I want to stay on Philly because yeah. it, it hasn't done anything positive really for his career. I, I think Tobias is still a really good player, but on on Philly is just not it. It's not no. working. No, standing in the fucking corner. He. I think he's also better than standing in the fucking corner like he's Finney Smith. Like he's P.J. Tucker. Like he's, yeah. <laughs> you got P.J. Tucker, but yet you're playing <laughs> Tobias like, like, Doc, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it is kind of crazy. Inept, it's really bro. crazy. Doc is just, he's he's out of touch, honestly. Mm-hmm. This is the last season for this team, by the way. I think, I Thank think the team God. completely exploded next year give get, go ahead and give and be the fucking mvp because he's wanted it so fucking bad the last three years yeah go ahead and then be off of this game that you didn't really fucking need when he breaks down too early 
I'll remember this. I think Maxi would be the only starter still on Philly next year. And I like it. Maxi's a good Hard- piece for the future. Get Hard- I think Harden's gone. I think Embiid should demand a trade immediately. Um, PJ Tucker probably will retire. Tobias. The other guys Tobias could probably find- stay there. The other guys can find new, new, new places. Yeah, you know, Mel- Melton is a guarantee. Somebody will sign Melton. I guarantee it. Uh, Tobias yeah. will get signed. Obviously, not for a crazy amount, but he'll somebody will give him a spot. Bro, Tobias is still only thirty. He just wasted so like three years of his prime standing in the corner. Anthony Melton is the oldest looking twenty four year old I've ever seen. He's twenty four. That's he looks wild. 35. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, I thought Melton was like five years older than Maxi every time I see them side by side. He's like one year older. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. crazy. But uh, I just, I, I think Philly has the potential to be as good as Boston and Milwaukee. And the fact that they're not in the same level is, is a, a massive disappointment for me. I don't really even like that they're there in the standings because, you know, they're a three. They're gonna they're gonna lose the first round. I think basically anybody they play that's in the play-in is gonna beat them if they play someone in the play-in. I mean, and Brooklyn, like all those teams being close, they'll um, beat Chicago. But I'm with you. I think Toronto has learned a lot from last year. Atlanta is dangerous. Miami's dangerous. I think Brooklyn is fairly dangerous. Yeah. I think I think Chicago would give them a really good series, but I do think they probably could beat them. But they're another He'll team the that you easiest. never know what's going to happen. He'll have the easiest time, and Bede will, uh, dominating Chicago, too. That's true. But nobody else that's, would. I mean, that's the blueprint from Philly for Doc to just sit there and clap his hands for his MVP. Yeah. They should just give Embiid the MVP now because not going to get a chance in the playoffs because it's going to be over pretty quick, I think. Atlanta, Toronto, Miami gets them out of here. Just, what's worse is Doc is like the, the negative m- mindset I've had about Doc. Like mm-hmm. it'll be league-wide or, or fan-base-wide. Like he'll be a joke. Mm-hmm. All the leads he's blown, all the dumb shit he said – I mean, we've we as a collective NBA fan base have forgotten his 2008 ring. I know, sucks. Which, when I mention any of those players, haven't forgot their 2008 ring, no problem. It's just easy to forget that he won it with him, that he was their coach. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is easy to forget. Like Doc, I need you to just lose, Doc. Please, like this year, we gotta just get outplayed. We can't collapse because. We couldn't manage minutes or because it's Embiid versus a full roster. Like, mm-hmm. can we just get outplayed? I'll live with that. Yeah, me too. It's, it yeah. can't be in the first round, though. Don't get me wrong. It's got to be, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, because otherwise it, it's just embarrassing. It's going to be in the first round. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's going to be in the first round. Yeah, dude, I'm Brooklyn negative is like on the them, complete. But... Brooklyn is like the complete opposite of Philly being like a good way where everyone on the team contributes every single night. 
and their big man is just kind of a token, just athletic big man. Yeah. Everybody else on the team like can easily get 20 any given night. And it's not like it's they're restricted to do it or there's a problem getting shots. The shots spread around and everyone has a chance to go off. And, and you think about it like Bridges, Johnson, Finney Smith, they normally got to play hard on both ends. And they do. Now, on Philly, you, you get to chill defensively a lot, of, a lot of, for a lot of stretches. Yeah. Watch Finney Smith when he doesn't have to play defense. Watch how lights out he becomes all of a sudden. Yeah. So Philly, Philly is just, they're playing with fire. Yeah, man. Could get ugly. Could get ugly. I can't, I'll, I'll be shocked if it's round one, but the way they look now, I think if they, let's say they bump into Boston around two, Boston mm-hmm. might four one them. Yeah, may not be well one. Maybe a sweep. That's why I almost really. That's why I almost don't want them to even make it to the second round because oh, they're going to make it easy for Milwaukee or Boston. Um, who else do you want to talk about in the East? I mean, shout out to Brunson. Brunson's been on a bit of a a, a tear this last couple of weeks without Randall. Yeah, he's been going crazy. Uh, again, like Brunson, every time he's doubted, just nope, wrong again. Like I thought they'd slip in the standings. Maybe their quality of overall play would slip because Randall isn't out there. Nope, mm-hmm. we're good. I'll pick Seven up the three, slack. Man. I'll pick up the slack. I'll score more. I'll assist more. He defends, you know, he defends about as much as he can, but he he tries. Yeah. I mean, they won last four in a row, too. I mean, Knicks look really, really good, really strong. He's a top-tier leader, man. He's got Thibodeau smiling out there. Yeah, um, he's on a lot of people's all-NBA third team. Um, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, I'm not either. Randall has to... Randall has to be on an all NBA team as a forward, but um, him being, you know, Brunson and Randall being there, I get it because they've both played fantastic, spectacular. Cleveland, man, that small forward position is coming back to bite them. They've been starting Dean Wade lately. Um, That's gross. Not, That's gross. It's not good. It's not good. Who are you putting on Jimmy Butler? And let's just say in that series, me, like if you're Cleveland, <laughs> you're coaching, I, if you're a bicker staff with Cleveland, I don't know, man. Not a lot of options. They got Danny Green to like not use him at all. Dean Wade had thir- he played thirty minutes, had three points, four fouls. So if if he's just gonna do that, just gonna hack, I guess he could play Jimmy Butler. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, this I mean, I, I worry Cleveland is looking more and more like uh, the worst aspects of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of it's just Garland being in and out all year, being inconsistent all year. Uh, and they, man, they fall in love watching Donovan cook. I mean, and he Donovan cooks, but he just <laughs> can't sustain that for to win series. I mean, he can do it, but no one, not if everyone else isn't going to do anything. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's proven he can average 40 in a series, but 
It's not gonna in those same series. series, right? Exactly in those same series, nobody else plays well, and that that can't happen. And they're looking pretty likely to play New York in round one. They're out of here. Donovan will, will probably average fifty, but New York will beat them in five games. New York is. I think. I also <laughs> think New York. New York is very sound defensively. I think they'll key in on Donovan like as much as possible. And and then you know who's getting the ball? Dean Wade. The fuck. It won't. I mean, whatever they do. Like I'm taking Donovan out of the equation because he's gonna go crazy no matter what. Because they they won't be able to do anything even if they double him. But if they double him, to your point, Dean Wade is not gonna kill. But if you could keep him, if you can make him take you know a little bit more shots than uh uh like a flawless game, you know he would be. Yeah, right. You completely yeah. take away Cleveland being a dynamic team. Yeah. Which it, they're really Honestly, not. if you let Garland like take a lot of shots, the game's over. Yeah, Garland, in your favor. Yeah, yeah. Garland maybe can have one like really good game in a series, but I don't see him like he's not gonna beat a team how he needs to, um, for them to sustain winning. In a series, yeah. so I'll tell you what, man. Whatever happens with them, uh, I am I am staring at uh, Evan Mobley's progression over the summer because mm-hmm. he's got to get better and he's got to get better quick if they're not going to make significant offseason moves. Right? Yeah. They they have. I mean, honestly, if they don't get a small forward. This summer, I, I don't even want to talk about them next year. Like, seriously. If they're going with Dean, if their small forward rotation is Dean Wade, Lamar Stevens, and um, Okoro. Okoro? I'm cool. I'm cool on talking to them. Why isn't Okoro the definitive starter? This Monty Williams does this too. Like, Tory Craig is the obvious pick. Mm-hmm. Tory Craig is play, he's been in the league longer. He's the most reliable of the of the candidates. <clears throat> He's yeah. the best defender. Like, why are you even trying Okogi or Wainwright? I don't it's know. The it, same it, thing it, here. Like Stevens, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Okoro Th- has this... actually shown that he can make corner shots. Uh, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's a big. You're right. It's a big. Eh. But yeah, Lamar, it's... I don't trust at all. Yeah, I don't trust Lamar at all. Um, and Dean Wade you know. is, is one of those, like, Duncan Robinson types. Yeah, the jump shot looks good, but why the fuck do you keep missing when you're open? Yeah. And he Duncan's doesn't hit it nearly as many as Duncan does. Right. And, you know, Osmond's been in the finals before. And I, I get it. Osmond would be my pick, but... You know, right now, uh, Okoro, I guess, is hurt. But when he comes back, he still they still rotate who starts all the time. Osman never gets the starting job, but yeah, everyone else. So, I goes actually around. like. I think Osman's energy off the bench is great. Yeah, it is. Like yeah. it, it kind of makes him a little bit more inconsistent because he does kind of come out, and a lot of times you'll see his first shot is like a horrible brick, <laughs> and, then, and then he kind of <laughs> yeah. settles into the game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but his energy, yeah. like if you start him, like you still, you still might throw a coral out there to do nothing. So it's, is it really better to move him to the bench? Same thing with like Stevens. 
It's not it that's the problem. It really makes no difference. Who they have at the at the three is no difference because they're all pretty bad. And I'm not saying they're bad players because they I like all of them as players, but they're all bad starters for the yeah. East. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, Mobley, they're gonna be RJ Barrett's to, gonna feast on them. To your point, Mobley has to be able to hit threes consistently next year. He has to. Especially if they're gonna have a three a small four that doesn't hit threes. Mobley has to be able to spread the floor. Um, His jump shot in general just has to be more consistent. That mid-range has to be working where guys have to guard him all the time. Yeah. Um, Right now, it's like people aren't really worried about him unless he gets into the paint, but that has to change. And he plays like – he often plays like too fast. Mm-hmm. And it, it's I'm not sure if he's just got to slow down or see the floor better, but he, he just looks uncomfortable all the time, even even when the defense isn't really like doing anything to him. Yeah, he does look uh, uncomfortable a lot, just, even though I just moves I like how he plays, but awkwardly. Yeah, he is awkward. Yeah, yeah, he got to get a little stronger, too. So yeah. I thought he'd be stronger this year, but. He got to put on at least 15 pounds coming into next year. Yeah. Well, at least 10. Maybe not 15, but 10 for sure. But um, I love Rubio, what Rubio does for them off the bench. Um, Levert is still super inconsistent, but when he plays well, he looks great. Um, but yeah, that consistent third guy is just not there. Consistent you can't second win without guy one. is not there. You can't win without a consistent second guy. Like you just. Yeah. I, I I can't see it happening with how much depth and talent most of these teams have. Exactly. And they've managed to be great this season because Donovan has been fantastic. I mean, Donovan in a vacuum, you know, without Embiid and Jokic dominating this year, Donovan would easily get MVP votes this year for how well he's played. But it's just, it's been a really competitive season all around. But, uh, I think people overestimate the other players on this team, and that in turn underestimates how good Donovan has been for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, I mean I've gotten a chance to watch uh, Milwaukee an, an extensive amount the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. All um, losses. No, I saw them blow out the Wizards. <laughs> oh yeah, that was yeah, that was, that was a good game though. That was easy. Uh, no, but they um, man, they fall in love with the jumpers too. They do, and they got a lot of like good pieces to spread the floor for that. Yeah, uh, but it's it's been their Achilles heel in the past where it's Giannis kicking out and it's. Brooke Lopez is 40 feet from the rim every possession. Bobby Portis mm-hmm. is 30 feet from the rim all the time. Like, yeah. it, it makes me nervous as far as them playing Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Middleton is healthy, which was my last official question for them. Yeah. So I think they're, uh, I think they'll be fine up until they get to Boston. <clears throat> yeah, they have, they have the, opportunities yeah they have the depth in the roster now that they really could like 
shoot somebody completely out the gym if they're on. Mm-hmm. Like if Crowder, Lopez, Connaughton, Ingles, West Matthews, Dragic are all like feeling it, and Greek Freak is hitting his threes. Yeah, it, you know you may lose by fifty, but same time if if like any three of them are off, it, it could get bad. If like you said, if uh, Middleton isn't having a good like dynamic scoring night, he has yeah. to get back to being dynamic because even this year since he's been back, he's still kind of been limited to threes and like uh kind of like doing a pick and roll like two man game with Giannis that he still like always passes to Giannis which yeah. is kind of crazy um he needs to get back to the mid-range killer the being able to post up and like work through mismatches i don't know if he's ready for that going into the playoffs but if he is yeah it's going to be they're they're going to be really 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 tough as tough as they always are so yeah one thing that concerned good, me in the the Boston game, because like mm-hmm. you know Tatum Brown went off, which is like maybe that happens, maybe that doesn't. Mm-hmm. I thought the the putting smart on Giannis looked really good for Boston, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of no, it, it made me notice that they just they they really try to force Giannis down the, the lane rather than trying to post him up. Right. Which again is Boston is too like too dynamic defensively to to just force something. Yeah, they are. To me, like they gotta be a little more uh versatile in how they get shots. <clears throat> I agree. I agree because like just Giannis layup or Somebody else three being your only two options is not going to work to your point. That's not going to, it doesn't work. It'll work against everyone else. It won't work against Against Boston Boston. or or whoever comes out of the West at that point. Yeah. Right. Very, very true. Very true. Um, Man, these playoffs, I don't know if I've been as excited for playoffs as I am for this one. I'm nervous because like the West is so annoying the West looks like I could predict every series and like believe that and be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that yeah. really stresses me out because none of no none of the teams look like locks to me. None of them. I don't none, know who the not favorite a single is. one. The favorite in the in the West. I mean, there really is no favorite. And I know Phoenix looks really cool, and we mentioned that earlier, but they have their flaws. Fan. Denver has its flaws. They just lost to Houston last night. Um, with Jokic. With Jokic. Uh, yo, uh, Shingun yeah. was working Jokic last night. Working him. Yeah. But I'm not going to get into that conversation, really. It's the calf, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Golden State, I guess. Wiggins comes back this week. Um you know, yes. supposed to come back this week. The team hasn't said that though, which is kind of weird to me. Like everyone else has said it except for the team. Like Woj has said it. Other people have said it. Like he's expected back, but he I didn't hear it, from yeah. Wiggins. Nah, Wiggins he said he's he's expected to be back later this week or something like that. Okay, okay, yeah. I, but I thought I'd hear from at least Steph or Burr yeah. saying, "Hey, I talked to Wiggins. I haven't heard anything like that. Like that no. they've actually talked to him." But 
saying, yeah, we expect him back. Like, you know. Like, yo, the playing is about to start. Yeah, like, that that just sounds weird. We expect him. Like, I expect my package to be here. But if I don't actually talk to somebody, I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that kind of worries me a little bit that Wiggins, that I haven't heard any, like, one-on-one dialogue with Wiggins and uh, someone from the team. But um, Kings, I want to say the Kings are a favorite. But to your point, it's like they don't play any defense either. They have one of the worst defenses in the league, actually. Um, They're fast, but, you know, they have a lot of You leave out one team that could be a potential favorite. Memphis? But they've blown a lot of uh, big leads the last, like, month, too. They're really volatile, so. And I don't, don't trust their gonna... shot selection at all. Right. Um, so, but I do think, like, like I trust Sacramento's shot selection, obviously, much more. But I yeah. think uh, Memphis is probably the only team in the playoffs that's dynamic defensively in the West. Yeah, but you know for a fact, Brooks is going to miss at least a game. Because he's gonna get he's but, gonna get his next tech. But that's not that's not where my concern is for them because they, for all I know, they'll play better when he misses a fucking game. Maybe. John ja, ja misses time. Games. Well, not in the playoffs, but Maybe. with anyone else, with anyone else, I think they're liable to play better. I think they may play better with with Ja missing time. Honestly, they play better with Ja out this like this year, the yeah. last few months. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like times where teams really needed to beat them, you know, they played yeah. great without Ja. Brooks, I think they're gonna have a lot of blowouts either way. The only reason reason why I mentioned Brooks is because they're gonna have to play a really good wing on any team they play. You know, if Brooks is out and I don't know who comes out, Tonchar is having to check Paul George or Kawhi if Paul George is back or a Booker or Durant because Brooks isn't there is that's a long night. That's like an easy dub for the other yeah. team. You know who's uh who's come on for them late in the year? The the Colorado State dude, uh Roddy. Yeah. He's played well, but yes. to your point, I mean, I'm not putting him <laughs> on any of those guys. Right. Every every single team has a elite wing that can win a, a game by themselves, basically. Yep. That they would play in the first round. So yeah, even Memphis it, is going to be exciting. They're going to be very exciting because they're again, it's going to be blowouts. I think they're going to dominate at home on certain games. Uh, yeah, I do think their ceiling is probably the the highest of the top seeds. I would say that. Yeah, I was I would say that, but I would really be surprised if they make it to the finals. Yeah, I really would, and I don't know why really. Yeah, I just would be. I guess I would just be more surprised that someone didn't beat them than I would be like that. I think that they're capable, but I think other teams are really capable of beating them as well. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, but um, I guess the next podcast we have, uh, everything will be set because the playing will. It'll be playing time. When's the last day of games? Is it? The plan is the 11th. Starts the 11th. The plan does. What the? Um, 
Fuck. Yeah. Playing starts the 11th. Playoffs start the 15th. So it's a week from a week from today. So. No, yeah, this weekend's gonna be a lot of final games. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I mean, tonight tonight is a massive game. Yes, it is. That second LA matchup. Woo! It's about as close as we're gonna get to a playoff matchup. With I mean. The way the standings might play out, maybe they do face each other in round one, which would be, well, maybe probably not, but uh, <clears throat> seeing seeing them play each other like this, mm-hmm. I think gives us a good indication of, especially the Clippers, gives us mm-hmm. a good indication of how dangerous the Clippers are. It does. It does. I, I mean, and looking at all the other games tonight, um, Sacramento and Dallas is a big game for both teams. Oh so yeah, Luca's, obviously more for uh, Dallas. Luca forced the organization to play him, right? Yeah, Memphis and New Orleans is a big game for both teams, especially the Pelicans. Um, Chicago needs this game against the Bucks. Toronto versus Boston is a maybe a first round matchup, possibly. Um. Wizards, Hawks, Knicks, Pacers, not really. Nets, Pistons, not really. But well, Nets need that game. So yeah, every team. I mean, a lot of teams tonight need these games. And, and the Pistons is low key. I don't know why the Pistons decided to turn up at the end of the season, but so the Rockets, same thing. Rockets also did that for no reason at all. <laughs> I guess just to make it look like they weren't tanking. So I don't know. Rockets probably weren't tanking though. But no, they're probably this, just horrible in every way. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh big games this weekend, tonight. Next week. Yeah, man, man. I'm ex- I'm excited. I am hyped to deep dive these matchups. Yeah, me too. Because I, I hate the the previewing two teams and then two other teams face each other. Like I, I just want to know at this point. Yeah. Yep. We will see. We will see the official matchups. Obviously, um, we'll see the play-in for sure next week and then the official matchups um, shortly after that. So we will see. Uh, That's all we got today. Um, Thank you for listening. As always, uh, subscribe, follow us, all the good stuff. Share, hit us up. And um, we'll talk to you guys next week.